if you're like me, you want to get your business ahead, but there's certain skills you need, but you just don't have. If this sounds like you, then you need to head over to Fiverr. They have a whole array of professionals that can help you in different areas from design to writing, marketing, and more. They have you covered. I seriously can't tell you how much Fiverr.com has helped me along with this podcast. Um, I've used them so much for this podcast. It's been unreal. They make my flyers. They go ahead and um, I hired this guy to help me upload the each episode and in the beginning in order for me to be all over the place it was I was totally going on Fiverr it was I seriously just it's I've gotten so much for my business through them so please use my link which you can find in the description of this episode or you can go to marcellaalonzo.com and book there through Fiverr today you'll be glad you did and welcome to Sunday Fun Day with Marcella Alonzo. Today I have a beautiful guest on. She is very funny. I happen to find her on Instagram. And also she is my first guest, LA guest. Um, so we are today doing this via Zoom instead of New York. So welcome, 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 Kat. Um, please introduce yourself and uh, tell my audience who you are. And Hi. Where uh-huh. Where you're Thank from. you. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Alensa, for having me. It's very special. I'm like, you know, I've never done like podcasts over the Zoom yet. And then it's so cool to talk to someone in New York because New York is the place I want to go perform next as well. Uh, most time I perform here in Los Angeles and um, I'm from LA and um, I definitely want to co- branch out to go to New York City as well because people told me the New York comedy scene is very different from LA and thank you for having me Alanza. You're welcome you're welcome it's so nice so tell me um, where were you from and how did you get started with comedy? You know I stand up comedian too. Yeah I sort of like you know kind of like from LA but I was born in China originally and then uh, moved to LA and then LA is kind of like my hometown as well like St. Gabriel Valley which is called SGV that's where tons of like you know Asian American community and um, I got into like comedy because I got into acting when I was younger and then I was studying drama and improv as well I was studying improv at Chris Hardwick school called uh, Meltdown Comics is also called a Nerdist Mm-hmm. So I started improv for years and that time I never thought I would get into, I would never get into like, you know, um, oops, my air, my AirPods. <laughs> I'm so clumsy. That's me. Every day I'm hitting my, my head somewhere. I lost something. Um, all right. You guys can still hear me, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I hear you perfectly. Yeah. So then I got into comedy because a lot of my friends are stand-up comedians, right? I used to go to the comedy shows all the time. And then I think while I get older, I was like, okay, I should do comedy. And the one time I was in the Uber with a bunch of my friends, my friend's ex-boyfriend and and a boyfriend's sister, I was like cracking jokes because the traffic in LA was so bad. We stuck in the traffic for hours just doing jokes. And then they are like, Kat, you should try stand-up comedy. And couple years later I'm doing stand-up comedy (laughs) yeah wow and also it only happened within uh I left LA about the year 2019 right so you started what year you say 
I literally officially started stand-up comedy three years ago. It's right actually like kind of like before COVID started that time, I I kind of set up set up my mind that I'm gonna do stand-up comedy. Then bam, COVID happened, the pandemic. And then yeah. I was doing Zoom comedy first, actually. So today doing the Zoom uh, podcast. Brings back is, memories. Yeah, for the back, it's like a blast from the past. So I was doing tons of like Zoom comedy, which is which is great because like uh, this new comic is like, you know, a very different way to start because most comedians started doing like open mic first, right? And then I was doing Zoom comedy and then I was helping uh, Flapper comedy kind of, doing like their zoom comedy show helping them producing as well and then like I was like oh this is uh interesting because I get tons of time to practice of course zoom comedy is so different from like you know the real like stage time and then during the COVID and then like some comedy clubs still kind of like you know they have outdoor right yeah like I I went there I did like some open mic there and then uh, guess what? I feel like I'm Chinese. I'm always kind of like, you know, have this business person mind in my head. I'm like, okay, I'm going to produce my own show. So I started producing like a rooftop comedy show in downtown LA and then like backyard comedy show at my friend's mansion. Like I would have my friends come and then, but we keep it like, you know, just social distance. Like when right, like right. Kobe started slowly reopening. Like that's how I kind of got into this as well. And then after COVID over, I started producing my own show at Sunset Grill, which is uh-huh. a very famous restaurants. You know, the Guns and Roses started there. Sunset yes. Grill. It's on Sunset. Yeah. And then Eagle has a song set down at the Sunset Grill. So that's where I started producing my own show. And then I used to do show there every Tuesday and Thursday, 7 p.m. show, 9 p.m. show. And then yeah. So then start from there just a non-stop <laughs> well so you um you said you started with flappers right because that's over there in north hollywood yeah it's in burbank yeah you remember oh, Flapper, it's in right? burbank. okay was it yeah in i mean i'm trying to think where flappers is i can't remember my um it's, it's burbank and north hollywood pretty much like you know same area in the valley like, okay it's, it's oh well, i'm close. getting yeah. it mixed up with uh is it hee-haws or haha comedy Ha ha comedy. That's on yeah. Lancashire. Okay. I used to live in North Hollywood for over 10 years. So I know. Yeah. Of, and okay. Now I remember where flappers are. Wow. So that you, you've, um, and you perform uh, next to the stand. stand. The stand is my favorite New York place. I've seen you were already um, at the comedy store. Yeah. I just did a show at comedy store a week ago. Actually, I'm doing another big one at Comedy Store on 26 as well. And then, in fact, I also produced another big show called Crazy Funny Asians. Um, oh. We, yeah, it's a, it's a show I got involved with a Chamber of Commerce and a Standing with Asians nonprofit. So it's kind of like, you know, we raise the funds for AAPI and I got involved to producing that show with a Chamber of Commerce. I met him at a crisp, Christmas party, the VP, the lady Gloria, she said, hey, Kat, do you want to co-produce this comedy charity show with us? Um, I said, sure. So we're going to kind of raise the funds for AAPI during like, you know, the COVID that has all the anti-Atlanta shooting and then have all the stop Asian hate movement started, yeah. right? So then uh, we already had like two successful creative funny Asian show. One is at PCL Chinese Theater, you know, where they did all the movie premiere. We sold out like over 400 tickets. And the second one we did in Bourbon Room, Hollywood. In fact, we're going to do our next one at Comedy Store in March. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. That's great. Um, I'm really impressed with all that you're doing. That's so great. When you were a child now, did you ever look at any comics? Did you admire any comics? Um, who was like your role model growing up? Because I know, you know, um, looking up to somebody that's similar in our looks. I have this. There's people that I have looked up, like which I'm very excited. I There's a, a Puerto Rican comic I get to interview next week. I'm so excited about her interviewing her. Um, who did you, when you were a child, look up to for representation? It means so much now. People don't understand it, that, you know, growing up as children, when I grew up, I'm a lot older than you, um, everything was blonde hair, blue eyes, you know what I mean, the plane. So when I first saw my first, you know what I mean, comic that was similar and, uh, to me, I was like, wow, you know what I'm saying? I felt like you know, that's a dream. Who did you look up to as a child that, you know, sort of like you, you felt like represented and similar to you? Um, it's so interesting. You brought up like, you know, the, you know, us, like, you know, we, we are like uh, women of colors. We don't have that many, you know, more we'll look to, to look up to, right? Yeah. Yes. And for you and me, like Hispanic culture and Asian culture, we don't have that many, you know, role models, like in entertainment industries, like, uh, uh, obviously, like all those icons, like Jerry Seinfeld, I think they, that's so cool what they do. And like for Asian American comedian at our time, you know, when I was a kid, I think only like a Margaret Chow. And uh-huh. she's the one of the few female. Oh, Margaret Chow. Yeah. So, and then of course, right now we have more Asian American comedian like yes. Ali Wong, Ronnie Chen, all those uh, Asian American comedians start rising up. But back then, when I was a kid, honestly, like just like one, like a Margaret Chow, and then yeah. that's it. Like, I'm like, oh, wow. But I, I think it's very lucky for me right now to get into comedy because I feel like they paved the way for us. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like my friend always say, imagine you you were doing stand-up comedy 20 years ago. There'd be no place for you. First, this is boys club. Like yes. for female comic, it's hard. And then as like, you know, Asian American, we are like a minority. It's even harder, right? Right. Yeah, I'm sure you understand that as well. Oh, yeah. Guys, yeah, it's right? It's, yeah. it's it's even in the media, there's always, and it's always a man that's angry. Oh, why is <laughs> doing this? You know, it's always somebody, or it's like a Karen. I've had that where um, they have yeah. to make a comment. Like I dressed like the uh, actress, uh, not the, the singer, Selena, and I just did some cosplay and I never do it. And, uh, and um, I was posting the real and different like Facebook groups and a woman goes, you need to lose about 50 pounds and you'll never look like her. And I'm <gasps> like, this is oh a white God. woman telling me this. Okay. Wow. And she said 50 pounds. I go, I'm, uh, and I'm said, I'm sorry. So my response was, I'm sorry, Karen, but I can't join <laughs> you this week for, for Weight Watchers. You know, like, oh my God, that was my response. Cause I'm like, what the hell's wrong with this woman? I said, okay, Karen, I'm sorry. I can't join you this week for the Weight Watchers meeting. Like, wow. yeah, like the, the comments that we get from other people when all of a sudden we do appear is kind of like, you know, like, like what the hell? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like how crazy, like people will judge you by like, what do you look like? Cause I think yeah. everyone you know you you look beautiful the way you are and then yeah. you know I'm so glad we're in this era right now we accept 
like you know more diverse look right yes in the past like you said it's like you have to be blue eyes blonde hair to get on yeah. tv in the past right like otherwise like we just play like sidekick of best friends or something yeah. it was like come on let's not oh like, and then the they stereotype the hell out of you know different minorities yeah exactly it's always like you you're like just friend like come on like i just hate like all the rom-com stories always yeah, like yeah. in yeah, like Asian character or African-American, Hispanic character. We're like best friend. Come on. Yeah. We have I, our I, heart I and soul. I get to always play the maid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maid, right? Like Hispanic. It's always like, you know, uh, yeah, Hispanic plays the maids. Come on. Like, you're not like that because we have our heart and soul. We have our own story to tell, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. so crazy. I'm glad that like the time is changing right now. Yes, yes. Now I have to ask the question. What did your family say when you got into comedy? You know, it's so funny you ask me this question because you know how <laughs> Asian culture is, right? Like you have to be a doctor, you have to go to school. Oh, no, no, my daughter has labeled, I have two kids and my daughter has labeled me, mom, you are an Asian woman in a Latin woman's body. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a, you mean like you're a tiger mom or something? Hmm? That's, are you a tiger mom? Yeah. Well, I had, I feel like I had to be, I was a single parent, but, um, my, my oldest, uh, like she's in law school and, uh, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, she got the, <laughs> the extra tutoring or whatever. The youngest one is, is a lost cause. Um, uh, not a lost cause. Like she's bad, but the youngest one is very hard headed. Uh, she's an Aries. I, I had her, I should have waited till I'm an Aries too. Oh, you're Aries. <laughs> Guys are hard headed. Yeah. <laughs> are you? Were you hard headed too? Or yeah, no? I think I'm definitely like a fire sign. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, my oldest just doesn't listen to anything I say. I don't know anything, but also she's a diff- different generation. You're probably millennial, not generation. Yeah. Yeah, I think millennials listened a little bit better than Gen Z. Oh, yeah. God, Gen Z. <laughs> like it's like. Yeah, I just want to say, Alonso, you are so inspiring because I was raised by a single mama as well. I, I kind of know how hard it is. My mom is, she's like, just like you, single mom, but it's she, uh-huh. she's just so hardworking and beautiful, intelligent. I just want to give up to all the single moms out there. They oh, are you. strong, beautiful. No, but what did you your know. mom say? What did your family say? Like immediate, because I know how different cultures are. What did they say when you said, hey, I want to do the stand up comedy? You know, it's so funny though. Like my mom, she um, she sent me to like learn dance, learn music, arts when I was young. But right. she doesn't want me to get into like you know the industry because think think she think oh that's not a stable career, right? right. And as parents, you always want your kids be able to have state steady income. Mm-hmm. So then, like you know, but I. I truly appreciate that when my mom sent me to learn the arts, but unfortunately my mom passed away. I was uh, young. She, oh. she died of cancer. She had a breast cancer and then um, she was diagnosed at like fourth stage. And then, um, so she passed away. Like oh, when so I was, when I, was like, I mean, at the time I, I was kind of pretty much almost adult, but it's still kind of like harder for me as well. And then, uh, I always wonder what she would say if she find out I'm a stand-up comedian. But I'm sure she would support me. But she would want me go to like good school, good college, right. get the education. 
So I did get my education as most Asian parents, you have, they have to make their kids go to school, right? Yeah. So I did get my education. I had my uh, MA degree for international relations. And I, I mean, I never used that degree yet. One day I probably will use it, but I think everything my, my parents sent me to do all paved the, the way for me to do what I'm doing right now. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not a doctor, <laughs> but I I still trying to kind of like, you know, uh, push forward. I just want right. to kind of prove that, you know, even like, you know, not every Asian has to be doctors. I want to yeah. be successful comedians. And then just kind of like we're in a different time right now. Like, I feel like my my dad is kind of more like easygoing maybe because I was raised by my mama. You know, um, he, my daddy didn't really know me that well. He couldn't have seen what I should do, what I should not do. I have lots of freedom right. to do whatever I want to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So your father's still in your life. Did your grandparents say anything, cousins, or how is your community as a whole about you doing comedy or are they embracing it because now they're seeing the representation? Yeah, I think I'm definitely the black sheep of the family. All my cousins are in like, they are like doing like very kind of normal jobs, like those mm-hmm. nine to five jobs. Like um, I call them, you guys have a real job. I don't have a real job. Yeah. <laughs> so then, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, um, it's hard for them to understand at first because they, they were like, oh, wow, how can you make a living? Like, you know, because right. being an actor and comedian, we are constantly being employed and unemployed, right? Yeah. You're hustling, like, for your next gigs. Even today, I'm still doing that. Like, yeah. um, like the insecurity is not like, you know, oh, oh, my gosh, you get up next day, you know you're going to get to work and then right. you just keep hustling. But I enjoyed it because I never, I've never been like worried. Oh, I'm not going to find the next job. Maybe because I've been doing this for so long. Um, mm-hmm. Like my family, they're still kind of worried. They, they're like, Oh, you know, how about, you know, you needed to start save money. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to have like a retirement plan or anything. So, yeah, but that's the nature of this industry. I mean, yeah. And at this point, I just need day by day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know the feeling. I'm day by day, too. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what's going to happen tomorrow, right? Because you could have a million dollars. Maybe next morning, you wake up and get hit yeah. by the truck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I end up not spending money and not going anywhere. I don't know. I'm a little bit weird with my money where I don't, I'm always saving. What can I produce or do next to make money or, yeah. Like that's how you're good. You're you're definitely like Asian, Asian, like mom in your mind because Asian people are so good at saving money. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. we're good at it with saving money and knows they're always putting the money away for like a future. Right. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. No, that's how I think too. Like I don't, uh, but, but that's the entertainment business as a whole. The good thing is you are in LA. When I lived in LA was supposed to, it was different to New York as, um, cause I'm an actress. I have my SAG card. I shouldn't say. You still have your SAG card? That's cool. I have my SAG card. I got it. I got my SAG card doing the craziest thing in the world. Um, playing Octo Mom in a movie. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that's how I got my SAG card. But uh, yeah, uh, the thing about like living in LA, everybody's kind of the same where they've got like four or five jobs. 
Exactly. Hustle. So you fit right in there. Now, the big thing is when I came to New York, it was totally different because uh, it took me a minute to find my people that were like me. But even then, they Mm -hmm. still weren't like the L.A. grind is like people are just used to having four or five jobs, four or five things to make money. And um, still in New York, I still wonder about some people. I'm like, how are they? How are they doing this? You know, to say like accomplishing this. So. Oh, you mean like in New York, they don't do like multiple jobs? Because right? I think LA was so used to, which is like always LA hassling so most of the jobs. To it. That was the first yeah. thing. I, not everybody. Like the thing is, I've noticed um, the difference between LA and New York, and I'll, I'm going to talk about it right now first, so you can get an insight from my audience. Me as a comedy customer. I honestly like the Los Angeles, as a comedy customer, I honestly like some of the clubs better in LA. Like I liked, um, I definitely love the comedy store. That was my favorite place. What's the other place on Laura Canyon? Um, it's, it's right off Laura Canyon, right down the street from the comedy club. Um, I can't think of that name. What's the store? The other. Um, uh, uh, Love Factory. Yes. Yes. So I used to love the Laugh Factory. I can't even remember the name. I love going to the Laugh Factory. I love going to the Comedy Store. Both were great, affordable. Food was great. In New York, um, and again, I'm talking about the differences as a customer standpoint, not as a stand-up comedian. So in New York, the best place that I personally have found has been the stand I have not been impressed with the comedy seller. I've not, um, Caroline's is now closing down, which that was really, I, yeah. Oh, you closed down now? They're closing. I think they're closed off right now, but that was a place I went to that I was kind of like, oh. they only got one comic up. Like I was disappointed as a customer, you know, that being said, I enjoyed more of the LA place, but I'm here now in New York. I love the stand in New York. Um, mm-hmm. That's my favorite spot to go to. Yeah, I I've never spots, but right because I never performed in New York. I always wonder what's a comedy scene in New York like. Well, but we it's probably, get you yeah. over here. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'd love to, you know, because people said, "Oh, lots of comics said when they go to New York, they can't do like four and five shows per night because the people there they can just take the metro or walk there, right?" Like in LA, you know, it's so spread out. You have oh, to you drive. Can't do that in LA. Yeah, you have to drive and find a parking and, you know, how parking situation in LA, like, you know, I remember the first year I moved to West Hollywood, I got over 10 parking tickets because like the parking signs, like rock signs, you don't understand. I don't understand what you mean. And then what they do the best is just give you a parking ticket. Like, oh, man. Yeah. So you were in a hole the first year because of the parking tickets in a way? Oh my gosh, and the parking tickets are crazy. Like you know, West Hollywood, like that's oh, where yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's so hard to find a parking, right? Like, you know, and also like the streets, they have like a permit in the different hours. I'm like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's confusing. Very confusing. Come on, it's like a rock science. They they're meant to confuse you so they can't give you tickets. Yeah. So stupid. no, that's that's the city <laughs> recuperating their money, I feel like from COVID. Yeah, I heard like that they have like a quota every month, you know, say like those parking attendees, they they have to give how many parking tickets out. Because I remember the crazy story. One time my friend came over to hang out in my place in West Hollywood. And then we saw this guy riding the ticket, put it on like, you know, on her car. We're like, hey, we're here. 
And this student was like, I'm already, I already know the tickets. You still have to pay for the ticket. I'm like, we are here. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. What a pain. Oh my gosh. So speaking of, I was not in LA during COVID. Um, You guys had stuff shut down, brought back up and shut down again. We didn't have that in New York. We just had it shut down for a long time and then brought back up for life. How was it? How was it? And again, you started during COVID. How was your time during COVID over there in Los Angeles? I guess because LA is a bit different because we have lots of outdoor venues, right? Uh-huh. So like there, I remember this place, you probably don't know right now, just opened across street from Haha ha Comedy. It's called the Comedy Chateau. Uh-huh. Um, so they kind of have this huge like outdoor space. Then during COVID, they started kind of opened up like the, they're like kind of like back. It's sort of like outdoor patio area. They have a comedian come here to do some shows. And then, so like during the COVID, they kind of opened a little bit for, and then I overheard they got shut down because the laborers complained it's too loud outdoors. <laughs> it's a crazy story like this. Yeah. Uh, so everybody was just trying to make it somehow. Yeah, exactly. Even like I was doing my, like, you know, kind of like shows. a rooftop. Yeah. yeah. Like a rooftop is outdoor, right? They said, okay, as long as you keep like social distance, you can have, a certain amount of people come to the show and everyone had to wear masks. Like, you know, yeah. I yeah. felt, you know, what was weird about COVID. I felt I was able to get closer because everything was online. And I remember the app clubhouse being so helpful. I felt like I could be get closer to people that I never could generally in real life, because I've always been a stay at home person. And, mm-hmm. um, I found it easier, like to reach people I never expected to reach. Did you have that same experience or was I only the lucky one here? No, I totally understand what you mean. Because I think during COVID and then you started to reconnect with some of your older friends. Like, you right. know, some friends I haven't talked to for 10 years. Like, like okay, now I have all the time. And then yeah. also kind of you change your perspective about lots of things. It's like uh, during COVID, you make you realize, oh my gosh, life can be so precious right and then yeah I totally understand where you came from I I feel the same way as well yeah I was able to connect with people that I never would have before which was a great business you know for which helped me a lot and connect but uh it's just different it was and can you believe it's been now three years it's already been Three years. It feels like it was just yesterday. Everything was shut down. And yeah, exactly. Like I still feel like it's like everything just happened. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's like I'm getting older before I know it. So, uh, what have been the favorite? Some of your favorite clubs that you love to perform in so far in Los Angeles, and have you been able to tour yet? Are you planning to tour yet? That is a good question. Obviously, Comedy Store, legendary. Uh-huh. And last night, I did a show at, uh, do you know Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood? Roosevelt uh, Hotel, I, yes. Yeah, so I just performed. They have like a theater there. And then it's really nice venue because it's very upscale. Uh-huh. And I performed there last night because they can like, you know, have like over 120 people in the theater as well. So like, that's such a pretty good venue. And then uh, I did a show at Laugh Factory last weekend. Uh, Laugh Factory at Long Beach. Have you been to uh-huh. that area? It's a bit bigger. Yeah, yeah, Long one. Beach. I didn't know that they had a Laugh yeah. Factory in uh, Long Beach. Yeah, it's bigger. It's kind of like this 
uh, maybe like a twice size as the one in Hollywood. Like, of course, the one in Hollywood is always a great one because the energy is amazing. So the one in Long Beach one is way bigger. I think oh, they can okay. hold almost 400 seats there. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then I have another show coming up on Mondays at Hollywood Improv. Have you been to that spot? It's on Merrill. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I've been there. That was another spot that I used to like. I just, there, I enjoyed a lot of the Hollywood comedy clubs. I really did. I just had, I had good experience with New York. And again, this is a customer point of view. Somebody will have to share with me, you know, a comedian. Um, yeah. I, had, I remember Holly. Yeah. It's good. It's good experience. Yeah. I think the big three, um, like on Sunset and Merrill's is like a comedy mm-hmm. store. It's legendary, right? It's always great energy there and then laugh factory hollywood so both of the places are so close it's both on sunset mm-hmm. and then hollywood improv on Melrose. so the three spots are pretty good right now there are more like venues like um i also did a show at uh, bourbon room it's like a new spot when you come to la you have to come to check out the spots as well it's on hollywood forward it it's called a bourbon room the bourbon room okay yeah. this is something new yeah yeah, it's, it is like a new, they, they, I think they just started right before COVID. And then because the, the stage is interesting, the a producer for this Broadway show, they built a stage there. And now they also start doing like lots of musical stuff and a comedy show there occasionally. Yeah, I, I like the fun. Yeah, you should come come back to check it out. No, yeah, no, I, I've been meaning to, especially today in New York, it just started snowing today, so... Really? <laughs> it has oh, wow. usually the past year, couple years it started snowing like right around Christmas and then it was it was actually like 55 degrees but now it's like yeah so uh I'm planning to go to LA soon enough so that's cool but I always picture like you know how how beautiful snow because here in LA obviously we don't have snow we don't have yeah. all those beautiful like winter type of sceneries like we have big bear over and- there yeah, Big Bear is about two or three hours away. Like actually, today is kind of crazy storm here in LA. You heard of California it's like being like you know all those uh, rain and storms. Yeah, I heard about the crazy up. rain. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like flooding. Like today, I think yesterday was good, and today started having all this huge storming coming again. It's very rare in California, especially here in LA. We barely got any rain. Started this and year. Heard- North yeah. on Santa Barbara area, it's bad. And I heard north of California. Yeah, like some streets were flooding. It's crazy. Oh. Like Northern California, it's like being flooding a lot. It's crazy. California has become wetter and wetter. <laughs> oh, it's become wetter and wetter. <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't. And then I remember when I was living there, when if it rained, everybody panicking, like, ah. Yeah, no one knows how to drive when no. it's raining. Yeah. And they don't know what to do when it rains. What is that going on? What's going on? Like they, yeah, yeah, we they, don't know what to do. It's like, oh my God, what should I do? Nobody go out anymore. It's like, oh my God, everyone's freaking out. Yeah. So with your comedy, um, what are your plans for your future? Are you thinking about getting into acting or what's anything that you have uh, maybe into writing? Or yeah, because um, piggyback the question you asked me about touring earlier. Okay. That's oh, yeah, yeah. question that as well, because I I haven't started touring um, because 
there are two different kinds of career paths for comedians. Some comedians just enjoy touring. Like lots of my comedian friends that are like on the road all the time. Like, you know, I kind of picture myself more like the comedian. I want to get on TV and film and maybe like talk show. I mean, I... I like traveling. I just hate flying. I want to get there, but like, if you want to go get on the plane, oh, that's uh, no. I have like, yeah, I have like flight anxiety, and then I haven't traveled anywhere for a long time. I just basically stayed here in LA. So then, um, maybe that's another reason I don't want to be a tour comedian. I don't mind going to New York City or Vegas or those right Miami, those places, but I don't want to be on the road all the time. I don't see myself right. as a tour comedian. So for me, like, I would just say I want to, you know, transition from some comedian getting TV and film and get on, like, those later talk show. So that would be the future I see myself as a comedian. Oh, okay. That's a good, stable one because once you, the touring, I don't know how nobody, I just went away to Florida for Christmas and that was hell with Southwest <laughs> canceling my flight, but. Yeah, I, I don't get it. Now, you could do New York and then go to Philadelphia, go to Boston, like, and just take the train to Amtrak, by the way, is pretty quick and simple. Like, you could just go one shot to New York, go to Philly, go to go to a couple clubs in Jersey, rent a car, drive up to Massachusetts, and you could do four cities that way. But um, I, I get you. I totally understand it about, because uh, that, that's just great, especially for us women. We got to look good. Like, yeah, I know. I don't want to like just always live my life in a luggage, right? Yeah, but some people like it. Like I know some of my comedian friends, they they are on cruise all the time. Sometimes they're on cruise for a couple of weeks, and then like you know, like oh, they get back on land. I mean, cruise is fun, but I don't want to, like be on cruise for so many weeks, and yeah, uh, yeah, I always yeah. start missing the land or like be on the on the road all the time. It's it's very lonely life. But some comedian, like for guys, lots of them, if, if you're single guys, they enjoy it. Because I, I just had a talk with another male comedian. He he had kids, his wife, right? Mm-hmm. He said he said it's hard. Like sometimes he's on cruise for five days and it came back, you know, he's like, I already started missing my kids, missing my wife, you know. But you know, lots of male comics that are single, they want to be on the road. When they're on the road, or like all the girls, it's another thing about like you know being a comedian. I feel male c- comics get girls. Like yeah, they don't they don't have to be good looking. And then because the girls like funny guys, right? Like lots of my comedian friends, they said that even they look like you know whatever. But the girls right. are all over them. But for female comics, we don't we don't get guys because you don't like, get I guys. Don't get, yeah, it's an opposite yeah. effect. It's often, yeah. It's a win. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. Well, it's something about a man that's funny with a personality that's attractive. Now, they have to have personality is key because I've met some male comics that are so self-absorbed that all they could probably do is suck their own cock. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're so, I, but it's the key of have, them having the right personality. I could see it. And then they know how to talk to a woman. But I've seen where some male comics are like, um, they interrupt you and they're just rude and and, uh, they look like they haven't showered in days and then they get real self-absorbed. And like the ones that are too much into boys town are the ones that are not attractive Mm. to me. But the ones that are like, they're like kind of like, on the fence, like they could be cool with everybody. Those they are more attractive. 
Yeah, I totally agree with you. I feel like I like the guys has like self respect. Like the guys not just say, "Oh my gosh, hit on every girls." I don't think they're attractive. I think guys, you need to have that that is sort of like a gentleman self respect, right? Yeah, like that's more attractive. But I, that's kind of like lots of male comics. I think when they get on the road, like they get lots of fame girls like liking yeah. them. And I think they, for the woman, um, I've seen some real pretty comics. Um, I think what it is with men, because I've noticed this is um, like I do the TikToks a lot, right? And um, <laughs> TikTok well, is the wife, best. I love TikTok. Yeah, like I've noticed this. So um, actually, I got in trouble on TikTok, and I wasn't posting anything oh. new. I lost one TikTok account. I said, let it go, die in peace, because I I don't gain from there. Um, but I, I, I do TikToks and then I recycle them for reels or for IG. And I did one where I said something about not receiving child support. And man, if you, I said, it was that one where the violin and she goes, you go like this. Cause I never received child support for one of my kids. Right. But I married the father too. And I had so many guys make a statement and it was actually like a funny video I had so many guys get so offended by that. Man, you really want to offend guys? Talk about not paying child support. Oh, they they came at me. Well, it was true. Like, and one guy goes, it was your fault. You didn't marry the guy. I'm like, you don't even know the whole freaking scenario. It was like, because my younger daughter's father, I did marry. And, um, And I go like this, I go to the men that want, which is true. I could hear men whine about paying child support and I never got a penny. And um, yeah, they got so, you would, men got triggered like nobody's business. Like they were the biggest snowflakes ever when I talked about that. Like it was funny. Um, But I noticed on TikTok, if a video of a woman and she's not being too sexual is, is funny, like she's being modest and she's being funny it doesn't really do well. Like they don't think, I don't know. It's just weird how, you know, you, like we have to constantly be in this sexual light. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, exactly. Cause then they, they, they think, you know, like if a guy, if you're funny, people think you are sexually attractive, right? Yeah. But for girl, they like also lots of guys think, okay, if you're a woman, you better not be funnier than me. Like being funny seems it's like the man's job, right? Yes, yes, that's true. That's true. Yeah, because they do. You're right about that. They do think it's sort of like the males. And it's, it's just some weird psychology. I myself, whenever I'm interviewing, I will have to say, I always have the best interviews with female comics over male comics. However, I do have a few male comics, and they will come back on and on my show over and over again. Um, Brett Raybone is a New York comic who I could say knows how to act, but I notice it's a generation thing. It's mm. the men under 30, I noticed the new male comics that are coming up, they have it, I guess it's because they, the way, I don't know, a different generation that they're more accepting of women than the older comics. Do you not find that too? Or is that just me? Totally agree with you. I okay. agree with you. I okay. think it's gener- totally it's generation thing as well. Because like the show I did last night, right, at the Zonesville Hotel, like uh, lots of like younger male comics, we get along as well. Even like, uh, I, I feel like I am in this boys club, but I feel like my generation is a bit different from like the older generation because I right. think it's hard for them because like now like the younger generation the male comics that treat you equal and then 
you know, it's just I feel like it's easier to adapt in like the older generation that a little bit more. I don't know. They just feel like mm, not that accepting. But I think right. everyone's oh, different. Oh, and then they freak yeah. out. They freak out when they see. Uh, I notice they tend to be like they kind of freak out when they do see minorities or women or stuff like that. Like, oh, this isn't fair. <laughs> yeah exactly they do like um i think it's a uh, they have to like with the whole cancel culture thing right now like you know even like you know some people they feel like uh, it's harder for them being a male white male comic they said oh the whole cancel culture thing is too bad and you guys can see certain jokes but if they see the same joke then they will be labeled as racist and this and that but I said, yeah, comedy, it is very subjective, depending on who is saying right. that jokes, right? Right. So, right. I mean, it is kind of uh, get a little bit intense with the whole cancel culture thing going on in the comedy world right now. Yeah. Why do you, sometimes it's hard for comic write jokes, but uh, I guess because we are in this kind of revolutionary period of time right now, I mean, it's good and we are changing, right? Yes. Well, no, I think it's good for comedy writers to go on a lot of shows nowadays because um, there's been some really good shows for, um, there's a show called That Fool um, that's on Hulu. And it's, when you watch that show, if you've lived in Los Angeles, they they got everything right with Mexican culture. Um, and they've done such a good job that um, it's on Hulu uh, Chris Estrada's show. Um, he's a comic who I'd love to have on if ever he's willing to be on my show in the future. Um, but that's just an, a great example of why we need representation. We need different people because I've seen shows in the past. Have you ever seen shows in the past and they're talking about different cultures and you're like, this is an American writing this. <laughs> we don't say this. Like, yeah, yeah. Totally agree with you on that one. Cause I think we need a different voice, right. From like from, uh, man's voice women's voice and like hispanic asian american we have different voice and then yeah i'm actually very excited to see how our comedy world is going to turn into like in the next 10 years i I definitely feel like it's gonna be exciting yeah 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 well thank you so much um can you do me a favor and please let my audience know where they can find you all your social medias and um if you have a website so they can see the tour date. So thank you, Alan. So actually I just started my own podcast as well. It's called a cat jam in the car and uh, it's on Spotify. I heard radio It's very different. Next time you come to LA, I want you to be in my podcast as well. Cause I record my podcast in the car. I have this beautiful <laughs> Tiffany blue Porsche and, uh-huh. um, it's beautiful car. And then I just had my podcast studio in the car. I just started. That's why I called Cat Jam in the car. They have tons of guests when you come to LA. Um, yeah. If you ever want to check the podcast, it's called Cat Jam in the car.com. Um, all the links are there, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Radio. And uh, yeah, and all the info there. I also put my comedy show tour days on there as well. And my Instagram official cat C. Yeah. Oh, spell um, out your Instagram because uh, the audio portion in case somebody spell out your Instagram so they can follow you. Yeah. O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L-C-A-T-C-E. 
of facial cat say yeah find me on instagram also same as my tiktok i do lots of skits comedy on my tiktok some stupid funny things it's the same as official cat say on tiktok as well all right well thank you so much for being on my sunday fun day we look forward to meeting you one day when hopefully i can go to la Yes, when you come to LA, I want to give you comp tickets, come to my show. <laughs> oh, I can't wait.